live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. side of five o'clock on a tuesday afternoon the first of august 2023 football month has arrived preseason games in the nfl start thursday with the hall of fame game as you heard jermaine farrell out there in roanoke as he was on live with us at a high school football practice high school games will kick off later this month there will be week zero of the college football season in august and then everybody will get going by Labor Day weekend when we flip the calendar to September. And look, I get excited for high school fo- uh, for college football. I like high school football as well. But man, we got some really good people that cover the high schools. So we are in really good shape there. Whether we want to call upon Jermaine again out there in the Roanoke area because they got great football out there, or our guys here in town, Sean and Lane at CBS Six. Sean will be in with me Thursday, I think for a feel-good Thursday edition of the Sports Huddle. And we'll talk a little high school because I know he's out canvassing the area at different high schools, and so is Lane, Lane Casanante over there at CBS. And we got Rob with them, of course, uh, at the RVA Sports Network, uh, blanketing the coverage as well. So we're in really good shape when it comes to our high school football coverage um, here in Central Virginia and even beyond the boundaries of Central Virginia. But I will get excited for the uh, for the college season, I had lunch with with a, a guy today, a spider guy uh, who worked for the spiders for a while, uh, quite a while. In fact, he's a spider hall of famer at this point. Uh, but anyway, I was just telling him how excited I was for this season. Now, that doesn't mean I wanted to be here tomorrow necessarily because I love the summer. I'm one of those guys that likes the heat. Like, all right, not a hundred and five for long stretches of time. But we live in Richmond, Virginia, folks, and in July, this happens every year. We get into the 90s, into the mid-90s. Okay, maybe we were up a few ticks this year, and I'm not trying to de-emphasize it. I understand the severity of it, but in Richmond, Virginia, we go through this or something similar to this every summer, Uh, and I, I can deal with it for whatever reason. I'm able to deal with it, and I'd much rather have this than the cold weather, which I absolutely can't stand. So for everybody who whines and complains about the summer, uh, wait till the winter because then it'll be my turn, and I'll whine and and complain about it. But in any event, so I'm not hurrying college football, but I am excited for it. I'm ready for it. Richmond's going to have a really good year. Excited for that because I'll be with them week to week. Um, Excited to see what JMU does in year two in the Sun Belt. Uh, all of that. It could be a down year for Virginia, Virginia Tech, Old Dominion. Who knows? But we're gonna we're gonna follow it. We're gonna canvas it. We're gonna blanket it, and we're gonna have a lot of fun with it once it gets started in September. So all of that is coming up. It's ahead of us, and it's getting closer. All right. All of that having been said, I'm gonna put all that on the back burner for a moment. And I'm going to put the baseball trade deadline on the back burner. There really hasn't been much that has happened. The one trade you just heard on SportsCenter that didn't happen, the big news of the day is the Verlander move back to Houston. We pretty much dissected that in the 4 o'clock hour. We can do some more of that um, a little bit later as well. But I had a couple of topics uh, that I want to bring up with my guy, AJ, who's back. He's been off for a couple days, hasn't been here, producing once again. Um, so, AJ, here we go. I got, I got a couple things for you. Rock and roll. 
Right, well, the first one you're not going to like a whole lot, and we alluded to it in the first hour. I mean, what the heck happened to this women's soccer team? I feel like there's such a negative vibe about them now. And yesterday the word that got used over and over again was uninspiring. They still advance to the knockout round, but they get a tougher opponent because they didn't win, you know, their, their whatever, bracket, their, their, their part. Um, a 0-0 game. This is all that I find wrong with soccer. I, I have not been shy. To, I just – I've never grasped onto the sport – uh, this women's team kind of annoys me, if you want to know the truth. Kind of rubs me the wrong way, and apparently it rubs some other people the wrong way last night when they were, like, dancing around celebrating just because they had advanced. So what the heck gives here, AJ? Yeah, you know, you, you're going to have to watch a soccer game with me one day so I can kind of break down why stuff like this is exciting or whatever. But the bottom line was, and I, I could tell right off the bat in the first half, they... Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Were you up at 3 o'clock yes. in the morning yes, watching it live? Yes, I was. Were you at home, or was there some bar that illegally opened uh, <laughs> and stayed open at 3? You can't. Don't answer that question. <laughs> well, I, I did not go to those spots, but they okay. were open. I'll tell you that. I stayed I stayed at the house. The first half, I could tell it was going to be horrible. They they Some teams, sometimes, they have this expectation they're going to score. It, it, I, I notice it all the time. It, it, they had this expectation they were going to score. Uh, they were being played tough, and then in the second half they started to panic. And it's 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 just a tale of the two worst things you could do: an expectation that the game's not going to get away and you'll score eventually in the first half, mixing with panic in the second half, you will lose or tie every time. Zero to zero, nil yeah. to nil, as I heard this morning. Nil nil was the score. No, whoever says no, it's nil. No, no, there's nil, not nil nil. Why not? <laughs> both teams, both teams had no, nil, so no. it was nil to nil. It's nil. You just say what? Well, it's it's not no, nil to if, nil. No, if the U.S. had won one to nil, you would have said one to nil. So the final score no. was Portugal nil, United States nil. I, I if you're if you're writing a book and you're saying anything outside of, of of football or soccer, sure. But when you're calling a match, it's just nil. Okay, all right, I'll I'll give you that one. Now I will say that in tournament play, I do subscribe to the theory of survive and advance. I understand in this case you could have gotten some style brownie points if you had won the game and moved up higher and played maybe a lesser opponent. Now you got to pay somebody it's going to be a little more competitive I guess so probably Sweden I guess is is their probable opponent, but I I do believe in the theory survive and advance. Yeah, yeah, I I'm I'm so I almost chimed in on Matt's show and I was just too quiet. I I really the last 24 hours in sports has just really bothered me. It's just, <laughs> ugh. I, I'm, and then, you know, not to get into a political thing, but there's already a lot of heat on these girls because of macho male behavior and a couple of political activists on the team. And so there's all that stuff. And, and it's hard to just be frustrated with the way they were acting. Like, I was like, I was getting on a couple of people. I'm like, I hate the way they were acting. And, and they wanted to defend them. I'm like, no, no, listen, I, I love them, but that's that's classless. It, it, it was horrible. I heard Carly Lloyd um, on the telecast, I guess, on the highlights this morning, and she kind of blasted them for their, you know, pep rally dancing celebration reaction to advancing. And I agree with her. I, I think it went overboard. And, you know, I guess the coach kind of called her out 
for saying those things. But it was really the the play-by-play guy or, or the host guy. I don't know who it was. He brought it up first, and yeah. they were looking at those pictures for the first time. They had had no chance to process it. They were seeing it either live on tape or live without any opportunity to preview it first. So so her her gut opinion came out, and I respect her for that. Well, you, you have to understand, when everybody was watching it in real time, we were very disappointed. We were upset. Uh, I don't think I was so much mad or whatever. You just, you, you felt bad. And to see them act like that when you're in that emotional state, like I think it's different between the people that were watching it and the people that woke up at like nine or 10 o'clock and saw it. It was, it was about the emotional state we were all in at the time and them doing that, I think. is And I still don't think it's the biggest deal. It just rubs me the wrong way a little bit. That's exactly what it was. It, it just was a frustration, and it rubbed people the wrong way, and there's kind of a right way to advance and a wrong way to advance. And just the opinion was that wasn't the way to do it in that situation. That having been said, survive in advance – you should feel good that you're moving on. I've I always said this, AJ, when I was when I was coaching even like little league this is baseball related, of course it's baseball yeah. related. But you can relate it to soccer. And I would always tell our tell our guys, there are three things to never take for granted. Don't take your opponent for granted. Don't take a win for granted. And in baseball's case, don't take an at bat for granted. Meaning even right. if you were up ten to nothing and you came up don't just wildly swing and get out of there. Do something constructive with that at bat. But at least the first two apply in this situation, I think, to the American team. And they have survived in advance and moved on. And now they can, you know, kind of play with a chip on their shoulder and prove all these naysayers wrong beginning, what, Sunday? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And that's my thought. I think all this heat and the way they, that they were acting being under a microscope, I feel like it'll toughen them up a little bit and they'll come out hot. All right, we'll look for that. I think they play. Well, I guess it's not totally determined yet, right? They got to finish up this round, um, and then they'll figure it out and play. But I, I think it's going to be like five in the morning. Yeah, on, oh yeah, on something like that on, on Sunday morning, and probably against Sweden. And we have uh, a rough road coming up. Yeah, right. This this made it harder on them. Not impossible, but harder certainly. All right, that was one topic I have for you. I'm going to save the other one for the other side here after the break, um, and. Typical radio tease coming up here as we get you to our drive home headlines on a Tuesday afternoon on the Sports Huddle. These are this afternoon's top sports stories. I'm sure you'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell. This is today's drive home headlines. Drive home headlines brought to you by James River Air. You know, they've been busy the last couple of weeks, but they've got time for you for sure. And if you're not confident in what's happening with your cooling system, particularly now, or even your heating system, I know it's hard to think about that now, but pretty soon you're going to need that heating system. We invite you to switch to James River Air. You can save up to 30%. More details available, jamesriverair.com. All right, so we had one big race in the capital city last weekend the NASCAR race, the Cookout 400. There's another big race coming to the capital city this weekend, one in which a lot of us, thanks to my man AJ, are going to race, sort of. going to tell you about that after the break and who might be the favorite to win said race. Oh, there's your radio tease for this afternoon. That's coming up on the other side of the break. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, uh, Greg Furlong is going to join us from Greenbrier, Greenbrier is hosting the Live Golf Tournament this weekend. 
pretty big deal. Obviously, this is the other professional golf tournament that's out there. Three rounds, of course. It'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the majestic, historic course at Greenbrier, the old white, they call it. They got all sorts of other activities going on. The Zach Brown Band is going to be there. There's going to be tailgating, all of that at Greenbrier, which is obviously a great setting um, for a golf tournament. So we're going to talk um, about that at 530 uh, on the program with Greg Furlong. He will join us from Greenbrier. At that point, some of the big names will be participating uh, this weekend. So that's coming up. We'll also, uh, the big names in the baseball trade uh, deadline, which is now 47 minutes away at 6 o'clock tonight. And we'll run down some of the baseball that's going to be played tonight, including the Braves, who continue their series with the Angels in Atlanta. Tonight, the Braves made one of those trades, picking up another relief pitcher, the lefty Brad Hand from Colorado. Angels beat him last night by a score of 4-1. to one. Shohei Otani did not go deep last night, although he came close in the ninth inning, sent it to the, to the warning track almost to the wall as part of the Angels' victory over the Braves. Uh, 804-327-0888 is our number. Let's get that break in, and we'll tell you about another big race Coming to the capital city and all of us at 106.1 ESPN are hoping to win it. We'll tell you about that in a moment on the Sports Hall. There are a lot of questions that need to be answered. Is Sam Howell the man in D.C.? Can Dak Prescott and the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl? Can Russell Wilson bounce back from last season's disaster with the Broncos? The answers begin in training camp. And we'll bring you the latest from each camp around the league. Here on 106.1 ESPN Richmond. Look to bounce back from a rare loss last night, particularly at home at Truist Park to the Angels. They'll play again tonight at 7.20, airtime here on 1061 ESPN. Spencer Strider goes for his 12th win of the season. That would tie him for National League top win total with Taewon Walker of Philadelphia, who won his 12th last night at Miami. So 7.05 airtime tonight for Braves baseball. And then they have a day game tomorrow, so probably no border-to-border with Matt Josephs. The game's at 12.20, so we should be on at 4 o'clock with the Wednesday sports huddle um, tomorrow. So there's the next couple of games for the Braves as they host uh, Shohei Otani and the Angels. All right, what is this other race of which I speak Prior to the break a moment ago, we all knew about the NASCAR race at Richmond Raceway last weekend. This is another one that if you've been around these parts for a while, you know about, and it's a fun one. It's the RVA Duck Race coming this weekend to Browns Island. Yeah, this is the one where they dump those, I don't know, 10,000 little rubber ducks into the James River, and they float down the river a ways. Each one has a number on it. And the winner wins, uh, I think, like ten thousand bucks. It's a, and you, what? What's that? It's a bunch of prizes, but uh, the big one is the ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand for for the winning duck. So AJ and I were talking about this last week, and we got into this kind of funny discussion. At least we thought it was about the ye- little yellow rubber ducks and all this. But it's a great event. Goes to a good cause, uh, Autism Society of Central Virginia. It's eleven to four out there on Browns Island. I assume they dump the ducks later in the day. I've never been to it actually. Um, so it keeps everybody around. They got music. They got you know family activities, food vendors, all of that. So it's a lot of fun. So we were talking about. It. So. So anyway, Sunday, 
Sunday of all times. I get this text from AJ, who's in the middle of several days off, taking care of things, you know, getting away from radio, all that kind of stuff. And he types to us. He texts to us, sorry for the Sunday intrusion. Wanted to let everyone know I've entered a duck in the duck race on the James for all ESPN hosts and producers. How nice is that? Then he tells us he's named them all, and he's thinking about reading off the names on the air this afternoon. He bought 10 ducks. We owe you some money there, by the way. Um, And there aren't 10 of us, so he's telling me we've got some surprise ducks here. So I got the numbers. I know what number duck I am. But take us beyond that, AJ. Take us to your creative side. What's up with these names of the ducks? Well, do you want me to read the lineup? Yeah, I do. All right, let's do it. (laughs) This isn't going to get us in any trouble, is it? No, it won't. No, it won't. All right. With duck one, AJ Resch's duck, it's ESPN Richmond's all-defensive duck of the year. (laughs) Duck two is Bob Black's duck, ESPN Richmond's the voice of the ducks. Not bad, although can I, I have a better one for me. That's right. not bad. Do it. I know, we, I know you're timing this after the music and all. Ducks on the Pond Ducks should be mine. Pond. All right, I'll change it. Right, Duck. that's a baseball phrase. That's a broadcaster's baseball phrase, like when the bases are loaded. Ducks on the Pond. That's got to be me. Come I, on. I'm going to change it to that. I did not know that, though. So, okay. Had I Go did, ahead. I would have definitely done that. That's yes. good. Yes. Duck number three, representing Matt Joseph's. Mid-major duck master. <laughs> duck number, where are we at? Four, Four. is Robert Oley's South Beach Duck, a.k.a., and this is what I'm calling it, duck culture. <laughs> South Beach Duck sounds like something on a menu. <laughs> yep, South Beach Duck, a.k.a. duck culture. You got to say yeah. it like it, duck culture. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next is Jamie King's duck, ESPN Richmond's King Duck. Had to do Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one is is Lewis, new new uh, producer Lewis Miller's duck. It is just ESPN Richmond's Duck Media because Lewis runs his own media company. Excellent. And then there's Big Al, my favorite so far of all of us. ESPN Richmond's Big Duck Energy Hoss. Yeah, well, Hoss had to be in there. I was waiting for them, like thinking, what's he going to have for Al? It's got to be like the Hoss Duck, the Hoss something duck. like that. I, That's I li- good. I, I I don't nobody but him could be big duck energy. Right. All right. We had three more. Three left over. So yeah. I decided to disperse it out. The what do what we have? We're at the eighth duck is we stand with Michael Phillips. Oh, good one. Yeah. By the way, the, the Times Dispatch Sports section has gone so far downhill, and they have changed their philosophy in such a way that I really don't like. At all. So I just want to throw that in there. Like, there's no more Commander's coverage. It's just a bunch of AP features. It, it's a, a terrible transition. If they're moving to something else, can't wait to see what that else is. But it's been bad. We, I, we will, and we will announce if that duck wins hard. I hope so. The ninth duck going, giving love again. The Fighting Fitz. Jason Fitz's duck. There we go. Mm-hmm. 
And then I had one last one and I didn't know what to do, so I decided to continue to lay the gauntlet down. The last duck is called starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders, <laughs> Duck Kobe Brissett. Oh, I like that. Duck Kobe Brissett. And I That's hope that wins. One. That's a good one. Duck Kobe Brissett. That's excellent. I love that. That's awesome. Well, thank you for doing that, AJ. We are going to rally around all these ducks, and we'll make it worth your while. I do see on the website that if you buy 10, you get a souvenir T-shirt. Did you get your T-shirt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That, that T-shirt is yours, for sure, for, for doing this for us. And you know what's really funny about this? Like, I, I say this a lot when I, I host from the home studio. I've got the TV monitor going in here. As you were reading off the ducks... The, the ad came on TV for, for the RVA duck race. How how weird. How AI is that, huh? It, it's very Skynet. Very yeah. scary. It is. So I think the weather's supposed to be pretty good Saturday uh, for them to get out there. Again, it's 11 to 4. And, again, this is no real promotional deal. We're not really involved with them at all. This was just you, AJ, taking it on your own initiative to do this, to support a great cause. And for us to have a little fun with it on the radio. Yeah, and I just want to shout out. It's it's you know it's the Autism Society of Central Virginia is is hosting it. It is I don't know when this changed, but it's now called the RVA Duck Race and Festival of Inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I have a nephew who has autism, and it's mm-hmm. a thing near and dear to my heart. So yeah. I was going to already do this, and and yeah, and I also want to say that uh, the winning duck, if any one of ours wins, uh, we will be donating it to charity, uh, depending on. Who wins? What charity they want? That yes, uh, that's a great idea, as well. That uh, well played, really well done, AJ. So appreciate you doing that. And like I said, we're not. We'd love to be involved with it, but we're not in this particular case. You can't be involved in everything, um, so we're not. So this was AJ kind of taking it on his own initiative, and it's a fun event here in the capital city. It's one of those that's been around for a while now. It's one of our signature kind of summertime events and festivals. So looking forward to that on. Uh, on Saturday, and uh, you haven't been in since I went to the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival, another signature event of the capital city in Central Virginia, and that was a great time on Saturday as well. Just want to let you know that. Uh, have you ever done a pig picking, by the way? I, I, I watched it the other day, but I didn't take any of it. So I'll Sorry about it. that. I was talking to That's the Greenbrier. Oh, okay. Our guy's on already. Right, let's get a break. I was just mentioning the uh, the beer, bourbon, and barbecue festival and the pig picking that they had there that Greg Nivens told us about, and the bourbons and all that good stuff. That's all right. All right, let's get the break in here. Let, let's talk Live Golf, which is coming to the Greenbrier to one of the great historic golf courses in the area. Greg Furlong is the VP of Sales and Event Services. He'll fill us in on all the plans for this weekend when we come back next on 1061 ESPN. The Spiders are fresh off their first playoff berth since 2016 and hungry for more. Follow every first down, pick six, and blocked punt here on the exclusive home for the Richmond Spiders. 1061 ESPN Richmond. with you here sports huddle into our last half hour on a tuesday afternoon aj producing over there on the other side of the glass let's talk some golf for this segment let's talk some live golf specifically and the greenbrier one of the great resorts in our area down there in white sulfur springs west virginia and the two are going to come together this weekend uh the course down there the uh, old white is one of the oldest golf courses going and the live tournament obviously, is one of the newer 
golf entities out there. And they will come together this weekend for the tournament Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Talk a little bit more about it now with Greg Furlong, the VP of Sales and Event Services for Greenbrier. Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm well, Bob. How are you today? Doing great. I can almost hear the excitement already in your voice. So bring this all together for us, how this all came about, and kind of what fans can expect when we bring the Greenbrier together with this fledgling golf tour, the Live Golf Tour. Sure. So, no, we're, we're super excited. It, uh, it came together just about a year ago, and um, we, we, we're, no, we're synonymous with, with professional golf and, and some mm-hmm. of the best tournaments uh in in the country and in the game and with the Ryder cup and solheim cup and then our pga tour event for many years and um when our relationship with them ended several several former pga executives went to live and knew that that the greenbrier loves hosting these kind of tournaments and so uh when they were looking for some, some new destinations new courses uh they reached out and for us it was a no-brainer um a historic resort like the greenbrier we're we're really going after a younger demographic and and especially in the golf world and so when when they approached us it was an absolute no-brainer and we we couldn't be more excited about it and so um having watched the the grounds get transformed over the last really 60 days um the the branding is is so awesome and just i mean it's so different than any other tournament we've seen um, there's just a, a, le- a level of energy and excitement that, that's coming to the Greenbrier, uh, which is fun. It, it's great to be a part of, and we're, we're excited. And so uh, Friday is going to be a, a blast. So, hey, hey, Greg, let me take a step back for a moment. And you mentioned watching the course, you know, evolve over the last couple of months to get it ready for this particular event but but take us back like i don't know what was a half dozen years maybe a little more than that you guys had some some really bad floods in that area i guess it was 2016 looking at some notes now and how the green briar itself has kind of restored itself to the point where you're you're certainly able to host events like you will this weekend really phenomenal thing sure sure so it all it all starts with the commitment from from our owners and so uh, June 23rd, 2016 was a day that, that no one around here will ever forget. Um, just a, a thousand year storm that just flooded out the entire valley. Um, dozens of people lost their lives. I mean, it, it was, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible time in Greenbrier County. Um, but again, with the leadership of our owners, they, they reinvested back into the property and, and got the property back up and in record time. I mean, no one believed that we would reopen as quickly as we did. Um, and that's really a commitment to, to getting our employees back to work, getting uh, getting the, the town, the, the Greenbrier, as you can imagine, in a rural area like this, is really the, the economic engine that makes everything around here go. And so uh, it was incredibly important to get this back open, and so we did. And um, and then the next very next year, we, we hosted a, a professional golf event, and, and it went well for a couple of years. And then um, we've, we've hosted some other incredible events since then, between our concours events and basketball events. Um, we just had the Cleveland Browns for 10 mm-hmm. days for their training camp. They just left on Sunday. And so it's, it's been, it's been super exciting to be a part of the sort of the, the transformation. Um, and the, the flood really gave us the opportunity to, to start from scratch with a lot of the, the Valley floor area and redo some of the golf courses and, uh, it, it's turned out great. And so, yeah, well, the, the course, I played Old White last week, right before 
we closed it and it is just in absolute pristine condition. Kelly Shoemate's our our superintendent. He's done a phenomenal job getting it ready. Well, it's been a lot of hard work. You guys deserve a really great event um, this weekend. So, so give us the big picture of the event itself because obviously this is more than just golf, right? Sure. There's so much to do, and so I I, I took the opportunity to go up to D, the DC event, um, and it was awesome. I mean, it it got me so excited. It got my my kids excited. I, I can tell you when we had previous tournaments, my my. Queens and teenagers had no interest in coming. They can't wait to come this weekend. It's because there's there's music, there's DJs that are bouncing around from different DJ booths all over the course. Uh, they have a fan village that is just full of of awesome interactive things for for families to do together, for kids to do. Um, there's great food. The the food and beverage that's that's on the course is is awesome. Is really really good. Uh, food for a for a sporting event and so it's it's just going to be so much fun there's i think there's 180 speakers throughout the course uh the the from a spectator standpoint it is awesome because it's a shotgun start so you're not i mean a typical golf event they start teeing off at 7 a.m they they last group tees off at 4 p.m it's a long long day from a spectator standpoint coming for a for a 115 shotgun start um, you know all the players are out there. You know exactly where they are, and so it really helps from a from a from a spectator standpoint to have that shotgun start. And so we're excited to see that. And then also, what's really different about this event is there's such an emphasis on the the team the team aspect of live. And so that was one thing that really caught my attention at the DC event is they really promote the teams. There there are 12 teams and. They each have their own branding and each have their own logos and everything, and, and they're really pushing that. And so I, I think that's a, a fun aspect. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about that, but I think the more you watch it, uh, the more it makes sense, and uh, it, it adds a whole different aspect to it. So it's, it's neat. And, of course, Greg, at some point we come to watch some of the best golfers in the world compete in this tournament. So who do we got in this one? We got some recognizable names for our fans out there? We sure do. I mean, we've got, I mean, especially some names that have been at the top of the leaderboards for the last several majors. Uh, you've got Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Cam Smith, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Bubba Watson, Sergio Garcia. So some of the biggest names. Uh, and then several people that are that are very familiar to the Greenbrier. Uh, so three, three of their players uh, that are playing and live won our tournament. So Joaquin Neiman, Danny Lee, and Kevin Na all won our our previous tournament, so there's there's some guys in the field that have some really good memories of the Greenbrier. Uh, Bubba Watson owned a house here for many years, and so he's he's got great familiarity with with not only the course but the entire resort and, and all the different amenities that we have. And so we're we're excited to have everybody here. They're all starting to, to trickle in. The, I live just south of the airport, and there's jets coming in nonstop. And so it's it's been fun to see the excitement build. Um, and you and you can really feel it coming uh, for Friday. It's it's going to be fun. Hey, Greg, I'll finish up with you with this. As you were answering that question, I was hanging on your every word. I also did a quick GPS of from the Greater Richmond area to the Greenbrier, and it's less than a three-hour commute. I mean, it's it's really not that far to get there. And hopefully, our conversation has intrigued some interest amongst our listening audience. How can they go about getting more info? Importantly, how can they go about getting tickets, that sort of thing, for this weekend's event? Sure. 
Sure. So, yeah, Richmond's one of our, our best markets. It's a top five market for the Greenbrier. Um, and that's another good thing about the shotgun start is you can you can leave Richmond at, at 7.30, get here by 10.30, be ready to to watch the, the groups teeing off at 1 o'clock, watch them warm up on the range. That's, that's one of my favorite spots to watch. And then uh, and be home be home at a reasonable time once it's over. And so uh, livegolf.com has a ton of information on it. And so if you just go to livegolf.com slash events slash Greenbrier, that pulls up everything there. They've got a lot of different ticket options, all at, at multiple different price points, which is really good. And then Friday night, uh, if you come Friday night, your general admission ticket will also get you into a Zach Brown Band concert that's um, on Friday night. So I think for, uh, gosh, I think the general admission ticket's probably right around $43. And so you get all day's worth of golf on Friday, plus you just stay 45 minutes after the last putt drops. Uh, the Zach Brown Band concert starts right on property, right? It's at, the stage is at the back of the driving range. And so uh, you don't have to go, go far for all-day golf and then a, a great concert. And I'm uh, I'm guessing in the locale where you guys are, you haven't dealt with the sweltering heat like like we have, and we should have a great uh, temperature weekend for the fans too. I, I think they're I think the forecast right now is the the mid to upper 70s, maybe oh. tiny, maybe just into the 80s, and so we're it's going to be a perfect weekend. We're we got a nice elevation. We're at about 2,500 feet, and so we we don't get a lot of the humidity that y'all get there in Richmond. Sounds like a great time and a great weekend. I know you're busy, Greg, so thank you for the time this afternoon. Uh, good luck to have a great, great weekend of golf and entertainment, as you mentioned this weekend there at Greenbrier. Well, I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you, thank you for having me. Greg Furlong is the VP of Sales and Event Services. He knows his stuff. You can hear that uh, at Greenbrier. And that tournament, again, is this weekend. You'll hear more about it on our radio station. You've heard a little bit about it this afternoon. And we'll continue to remind you about it as we get towards Friday and the weekend, the Live Golf event at Greenbrier out there in West. Wild, wonderful West Virginia. Final segment of the Sports Huddle coming up when we come back on 106.1 ESPN. Go Braves! The Braves are back from the All-Star break, and all eyes are on the postseason. How far can they go? Listen and find out with us here on your exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves. 106.1 ESPN. Twelve minutes and counting till the Major League Baseball trade deadline clock expires and the bell goes off, and there will probably be a few last-minute deals uh, consummated. I just saw something on Twitter. Uh, the Mets continue to unravel. Tommy Pham is the latest one. Nothing official yet, but according to a tweet from one of their writers for the New York Post, poked his head into the manager's office and left the clubhouse in street clothes. No word yet that he's been traded, but signs point that way. He's in street clothes, not in uniform. Tommy Fan, probably the next New York Met on his way out. On our way out tonight, let's get a couple of phone calls in. Let me start line one. Roger, good afternoon. You're on the sports huddle. Uh, good afternoon. I want to talk about the New York Mets, longtime Mets fan. Talking about Seaver, Kuzman, Madelek, Ryan. So I go back a long way. <clears throat> but I had a feeling that this season was going to be a disaster. We signed Edwin Diaz, our closer, mm -hmm. to a lot of money, and he blows out his knee during the World Baseball Classic. In a celebration. In a celebration, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, 
doing the um, before the season started, Justin Verlander goes on the IR. He just signed him to a ton of money. The Mets has a have a history of getting old pitchers. They're, they're five and six inning pitchers, and our middle relief pitching has been terrible for at least 15 years. So you can't win consistently that way. It's, for some reason, they don't want to develop pitchers through their farm team, farm system. And let me give you a little bit more bad news, Roger. I was just scrolling through Twitter, and there's a story on the Athletic um, uh, website about Max Scherzer talking with the Mets people and they based, before he got traded – and they basically told him, we're not in this thing for even 2024. It's going to be 2025. Well, like, we're not going to sign wow. the major free agents for next year. We're looking to be better in 2025. As a Mets fan, which I know you are, and my producer AJ is, I feel for you guys. I really do. Well, it, it's tough when you know your team is going to tank. I mean, you don't want to spend money to go watch them. You don't want to spend money to watch them on cable. Um, it, it's just sad. Um, but unfortunately, this is sports you tear down and lose on purpose to try to get better the next year. But here's the worst part That's of that, Roger, and you know this better than I. They won 101 games last season. They didn't need to reinvent the wheel for this year. They needed maybe one or two pieces, and they were there, right? Yeah, they were. But I think these players today, and I don't blame them, don't get me wrong, there's no loyalty. If I was Jacob DeGrom, and after what the Mets did for me when I was hurt and they still paid me all that money, and then you're going to leave when you're, you know, your contract yeah, is up. Yeah. So when you, lo- when you lose DeGrom, then you, you know, Verlander, and then Scherzer, that would have been your three. Yeah. But, un- again, these pitchers are six-inning pitchers. And, honestly, from a business standpoint, I would not want to pay over $130 million to a guy that's only going to give me six innings. Yeah. They are they are in a tough spot, Roger, and it's not going to get much better. Um, hey, I appreciate it, and I certainly feel for you and your frustrations. Uh, appreciate you kind of verbalizing them to us. Call me back here as the rest of this season unfolds. I know you're a diehard baseball and Mets fan. I would, would love to catch up with you a little more after all the dust settles. Let me slide in one more before we get out of here today. Bruce, you get the exclamation point this afternoon on the Sports Auto. Good evening, Bruce. Explanation point. I, I, I like your new name, uh, B Square. I like that new name. And so I think I'll start going with B Square a little I've bit. I've had more. B Squared for a I, long time. I, I've had B Squared for a long time, actually, Bruce. Uh, I like it. That, that one can hang with me. Okay. Okay, Bob, you know, the news that was anticipated with uh, Doc Rivers moving yeah. into the broadcasting booth, yep. I, I'm still a Mark Jackson fan. Uh-huh. And I, I like the mix of Van Grundy or Old Grundy, as some people say, and, and Mark Jackson with Doris or whomever the middle person is. I like that mix, but uh, it, it's just, you know, it, it's interesting how ESPN has treated some of its people and personnel. For sure. And, I mean, and, and got a chance, Bob, of course, to see. I missed the Oreos. I was actually up in Philly for the Oreo 
in Philly series, but I didn't get a chance to catch any of the games. But uh, what they've done in Philadelphia with the Lincoln Stadium and the Oreos and the Wells Fargo Center, yep. all being right within walking distance of each other, and the Joe Frazier statue, great, great, great sports location in Philadelphia. Shout out, Joe. Yeah, I loved Joe Frazier back in the day. They proved in Philly, Bruce, I appreciate that, that you don't have to build downtown in order to be successful with your sports venues. It's a great thing to do, and it can revitalize a downtown, but you don't have to do it that way. And I think they proved that uh, in Philadelphia because they are you know, very much in South Philly, almost on the Jersey border, as a matter of fact. Bruce, i got to run. Uh, thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks, and, and, and let's talk some more on the ESPN thing, particularly the Doris Burke, Doc Rivers. Uh, that's a fascinating kind of switch to me, being in the broadcast biz, um, you know, and, and with Mark Jackson out in that in that scenario and i couldn't agree with them more about what they did to those espn folks again they're going to move on they're going to get another job they're going to be okay but it's still never an easy thing um to go through so appreciate it bruce thanks for wrapping it up for us uh this afternoon all right trade deadline finishes in about five minutes uh espn obviously will keep you informed the braves broadcast tonight will keep you informed that starts at 705 here on 1061 espn they get set to host uh, the Angels. Jermaine Farrell from out there in Roanoke TV land joined us in the 4 o'clock hour. Appreciate that. Always good catching up with him. Greg Furlong from the Greenbrier preview and the live event coming to the Greenbrier this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. AJ, great work over there. Uh, love the duck race stuff. Can't wait for that to see which one of us ESPN folks wins the duck race on Saturday on the James. All right, we're back tomorrow. That's probably out because of Braves baseball in the afternoon, but we'll be back with a sports huddle tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock jamie king at seven big al at eight in your morning all right that's it for us for today bob black saying so long for the sports huddle talk to you tomorrow at four on 1061 espn it's hot outside now but football